The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, November 12th, and today we are airing the second part of our interview with Joel Dixon from Vanguard. He's got a very fancy title, Global Head of Enterprise Advice Methodology. It's a lot. It's a mouthful. I'm just going to say Joel from Vanguard. Today, we're going to focus on an important concept. So many of you ask about this. This is about withdrawal rates. And this is the amount of money that you can safely pull out of your retirement and investment accounts without blowing through everything. And I think that this is an important conversation. So happy to have Joel on the air with us. We'll bring him back from time to time, I hope, because he's got a lot of great information. Here is part two of our interview with Joel Dixon. When I first got into the financial planning business, which is like the early 90s, and I must be much older than you are, Joel, but at that time, there was something called sort of the 4% solution, the, the magic withdrawal rate. And it was thought to be the gold standard that if you presume, if you just take the money out of your accounts at just 4% of that account value or less... You're not going to run out of money. So first of all, where did that come from? Where did that 4% magic number come from? Yeah, so that 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 4% rule, if you will, was developed as a rule of thumb based on kind of conservative outcomes uh, based on history of how a pool of assets would, you know, kind of studied over many decades, uh, you know, looking at, hey, if you would have retired in 19... 50 and 1955 and 1960 and kind of looking at each of that. And the 4% was kind of a, at the lower end baseline of the most that you could take out without really having a ton of fear of running out of money during your lifetime. There are a lot of limitations in how that 4% rule is talked about, how it's applied. Ultimately, it came from a historical analysis of hey, if you would have done this and retired in that date, the 4% figure was a decent rule of thumb to be conservative while still allowing you enough income, if you will, so that you wouldn't run out of money and still meet some basic living expenses. 
So what's the experience today? How does the 4% stack up right now? You know, that, that's where these, these caveats all come into play. I actually think it's really hard to just talk about the 4% rule because the way that that has historically been applied is to your pool of assets. But your pool of financial assets, maybe it's the amount in your 401k plan, IRA, what you're holding in a brokerage account outside of those accounts, that's only a portion of what is going to drive your income and generate income for you in retirement. And ultimately what this is about is how much income do you need and not so much a any particular percentage about what your financial portfolio is. The reason I say that and provide that context is the 4% rule was really in many ways developed and it's talked about as if you're not getting any social security income. It's as if you don't have any other sources of income in retirement, like maybe uh, a pension that you might have. And certainly even today, a lot of government employees have a, have a retirement pension. Um, it, it may be that you do, it, doesn't, it doesn't account for home equity that you might have that you may be able to tap in certain ways. So all of these sort of things come to, it's not so much a percentage of your assets that I think you should be thinking about. It's taking an inventory of your assets and how and when to tap those to generate kind of the amount of income that you need. Well, let's say that someone has done that. Like we get calls all the time and let's just say a guy named Joel calls us and says, okay, Jill, here's what I need. I need this much money every single month. I know that I'm going to get no pension. I know that I have social security income, but Jill, I need another $5,000 a month and I need it to come from my portfolio. I have, let's call it a million dollars in my portfolio. So if I need $5,000 every month, What's the right response to that question? Yeah, so so in that case, you know, if we're talking a million dollar portfolio and you need to be five thousand a month, which is sixty thousand a year, you're talking six percent withdrawal rate on that, right? Right. So you know, a really quick rule of thumb might say that you would expect, um, you know, six percent withdrawal. You know, maybe you'd expect that portfolio on a conservative basis to last about sixteen years give or take. So, you know, that spending rate is probably a little high if you tend, if you're going to live a little bit longer. But there are certain things that you can do when you think about taking money from a portfolio or in fact, making the money last longer in the portfolio uh, for the same amount of assets. And this is where in this day and age, and we've talked about a number of different types of investments and investment accounts and income sources and so forth. There are so many different accounts, even on the financial account side, each with its own rules and different tax treatments that you can really kind of, uh, if you understand those differences, really think about taking money from those accounts at the right time in the right way to make a portfolio last longer. And I'll give you a, a couple of examples on that. For most people, what we're going to want to do, if, if you're thinking about someone, and by the way, all of these rules are different depending on what goals you have for your money. But let's yeah. consider someone that is 
by and large going to spend or expect to spend their entire financial asset portfolio in their own retirement and for their own purposes. So they don't have a legacy goal or something like that. In that case, you know, and 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 the goal here is is not, and this is another problem with the 4% figure per se, that 4% figure is also pre-tax. What matters for somebody in spending is how much they're spending after tax. And with different tax treatments of different accounts, generally in this situation of the in uh, the person spending all of their assets during their lifetime to fund their retirement income, you probably would want to look at taxable income or drawing down from taxable income sources first. That being your brokerage account outside of an IRA of some form. After that, you probably want to tap your traditional IRAs and leave your Roth IRAs to maybe last. Now, even that I would say has some flex in it because taxes are complicated. We know that if you have more income that you report on your tax return, your social security may be taxed at a higher rate. Your Medicare premiums may be higher if you go over certain income thresholds. So if you look at a total after-tax amount that I am able to spend, you want to take those considerations into account. And so it may mean that if you're close to a threshold where taxes on Social Security may be a lot higher, maybe you do want to take money from your Roth IRA in that year because that money isn't taxable income on your return. Or if you're going to about to go into a different tax bracket, uh, you know, on taxable income, uh, especially if it were something like the 24% tax bracket to the 32% tax bracket. You, know, you might want to think about tapping tax-free income sources for that next dollar, if you will, of income. So gen that, that general rule of thumb requires a, a little bit more fine-tuning if you really want to maximize that after-tax income and make the pool of assets last longer. Do you ever see the possibility that all of this planning that we have done could get upended by the sunsetting of some of the tax laws that are in place? In other words, I mean, a lot of the tax bracket changes that we saw under the Trump administration, I believe they sunset in 25. Isn't that right? And how should we be thinking about that as regular investors and, you know, listen, just workers who are interested in retirement. It's really, really hard to predict what the political winds will do as we come up along, you know, and to the sunset. I mean, it's, it's even harder than trying to predict financial markets, and we know how tough that is. You know, a lot will depend on what happens in the 2024 elections, quite honestly, um, you know, what party or parties are in charge in what in what ways, um, because there is definitely partisan differences in thinking about these different tax provisions. You know, it's really, really hard to say what effect the sunset should be. What I would just say, and this is the way that we often counsel uh, clients at Vanguard, is there are a lot of things that are going to affect your financial life that are not within your control market returns, how taxes might change over time and so forth. But your success can actually be driven by things that actually are within your control. 
things like how much am I saving? You know, how much risk am I taking on my investments and am I comfortable with that risk? How much cost am I bearing in my investments? And cost, by the way, includes taxes. And if you focus on those things that you can control, yeah, you may have to adjust to changing rules and laws and market environments over time, but those things are out of your control and it's really hard to guess where those might be. Focus on the things you can control and most likely you will continue to be uh, able to look forward to a successful retirement regardless of the environment that you end up in. If you've got a question about how much money you can safely withdraw from your accounts, give us a holler. If you've got a question about which accounts you should pull from first, give us a holler. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. While you're there, you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset, and you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday, a wonderful tune-up for your weekend. Please, please, please do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel good. It will make you feel good. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.